Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today, oop, I didn't write down what daf it is. Well, daf lamadalad. Today we're studying daf lamadalad, daf thirty-four of Masechta Psachim. Um, it's a hard daf, Chav. It's a hard daf. What do you want me to tell you? I mean, I don't think it's any more difficult than like the recent dafs. I mean, we've we've been having some. They feel like they've been kind of complicated, you know. They're like somewhat unassuming. Yet, um, complex. So, yeah, another complex stuff. What can I tell you? But it's alright, it's manageable. I got through it. If I can get through it, you can get through it. Um, eating truma tomato that was replanted. You see why maybe it might be a little complicated? <laughs> so if you have truma tomato and you replant it, what happens? Hesach uh, what happens if you take your mind off of something? What implications does that have? We will get there soon. Um, one second, what's this? Okay, okay, let let let's get started over here. When the Aflam Gimel Bay is about six lines from the bottom. Gufa Madlikim Bepas Uvshem Shaltuma Shenitme. So we said at the end of the day yesterday that you'd be allowed to um, a coin can light like a lamp with um, bread or with oil that was truma and became tame. Okay. Abay Omar Mishmei Dechizkia, Virava Omar Dver Bietzrak Barmaita, Omar Funa, Loshanu Ela Pas. So that was specifically bread. You know, if you if you have bread, you could put it in that uh, truma fire, in that, in that, uh, you light a, light a flame with it. Avalchite lo, but not like uh, wheat kernels, wheat, wheat um, kernel thingies. Is kernel the right word? Wheat ber- berries, maybe berries? But not so. So you'd be able to to put some bread in the fire, bread of truma, but not wheat berries of truma. How come? Because we're nervous that maybe something bad can happen. That maybe if you're putting the wheat kernels into the fire that are truma tamea, you might end up like eating one. Rabbi Yochanan says Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says you can even put these um, wheat berries. Into the fire. Ve'amai, how come? Nechush dom asu boy lidet hakala. But Rabbi Yochanan, shouldn't you be concerned that you might end up eating the wheat berries? So Kadam Ravashi, it's like Ravashi said, b'shlikso meista. That is talking about where you um, boiled the wheat berries and you kind of made them, you threw them into the fire and you made them kind of shtickle disgusting. So you're not really going to end up eating them. So that would be okay. Whereas Rafuna disagreed and said, no, even if you did that. It would still not work, or you would still not be able to put those wheat berries into the fire if they're shuma tamea, because we have to be concerned that you might end up eating something. Fine. Now we had just said that well, just like Rav Ashi said in some case that we're talking about where these wheat berries were um, uh, boiled and made kind of disgusting and unappetizing. So therefore, we're going to apply that to our case also, and that's why Rabbi Yochanan says that you're allowed to put this these wheat berries into a fire because they're like boiled and unappetizing. What was that case where Ravashi said that we're talking about wheat berries that were boiled and unappetizing? So, aha, uh-huh, it's on the following. I feel like there's something on my neck. Oh yeah, there is. Wait, but what is it? I think it's my collar. But I'm nervous that I'm going to mess up my mic. Alright, I'll just deal with it. This shouldn't be too bad. Also, it snowed the other day, so... 
uh, I keep on keeping an eye on the basketball court next door, and my friend hasn't yet shoveled the basketball court. So, so that's so that's a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Now to get back to our daf. So, Abba Shaul Gabal Shabes Rebbe Hoya. That Abba Shaul, Abba Shaul the Tana, Abba Shaul, who we learned about the other day, that he says that um, Truma Tameya, no, that Truma your Chayev, Karen Vachomish. If you eat, even if it's less than a Kazayis, but it's a Shavaputa. That so that that Abba Shaul, Gabal Shabes Rebbe Hoya. He was the kneader of the dough in the house of Rebbe. Wow, that must have been Gishmak, to be the kneader of the dough in the house of Rebbe. Imagine that. What do you guys think? Would you want that? Would you want that position? Maybe. Uh, maybe not every day. Who knows? Maybe it was fun. And they would um, heat up hot water for Rebbe in a flame that they would use. Um, the wheat of Chumatmea they would put into the fire to heat up this hot water. Now, Rebbe would eat Chulin um, Betara, right? Meaning Rebbe wouldn't want to eat Tamei food, even though he wasn't a Kohen, but still he wouldn't want to eat Tamei food, right? That's like a, there's an Indian to, to, to eat Chulin Betara, right? To even, even though you don't need to eat things Betara, but to still be Machbet to do so. I mean, not anymore, it's not really a thing, but, but at that point. So, Rebbe wouldn't want to eat things that are tummy, and yet Abba Shaul would heat up the water um, with uh, wheat berries of Truma Tamea. Lalush and Isa Bataira, and then he would use that hot water to knead the dough. But am I Nechush Domasibuli de Takala? Shouldn't we be concerned that you you know you might come to eat these Truma Tamea wheat berries? So, Amravashi Bishlikso Meista. That um, it's talking about where you boiled the wheat berries and made them shtickle disgusting before chucking them into the fire. And that is why that was permitted. And certainly the, the water would be okay because the, you know, you're not putting them in the water. You're just using them to, to in, put in the fire. Okay? Fine. So you, you're talking about where you like boiled these wheat berries, made them kind of disgusting and then that's why you were allowed to put them into the fire we're not concerned that you might end up eating them in the process abai bar oven rav hananya bar oven tanu trumas be raba aha so abai bar oven and rav hananya bar oven they were learning mesech the truma in pumpedisa mistam in the pumpedisa but they were learning with raba mistam was pumpedisa i assume pagabu rava bar masna now rava bar masna met up right bumped into abai bar oven and rav hananya bar oven Armulu and he said to them, "Maya misu betrumas dve mar." No, what 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 did you learn? What did you learn about trumas by Raba? Armulu they Armulu they said to him, "Umay kashalach." I don't know. What's your question? Armulu he said to them, "Okay, fine. Here's my question." Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, "Shesile trumas shenitmu." So if you have these saplings of truma, and they became tame, vishaslan, so you replanted them in the ground. Okay, fine. Taru militame. Well, that's it. Well, they're tahor now. Meaning, you had these saplings. They were truma tamea. And then you replanted them. So they lose their tuma. They're no longer tame. 
Ve'asur milecho, but nonetheless you're not allowed to eat them. Okay, that's the Mishnah. But asks Rav Barmasna, well, if uh, they're no longer going to be mitami other things, meaning these um, plants, they were true you put them into into the ground, they're no longer tame, so why can't you eat them? If you're a Kohen. So Abai Bar Oven and Avchanani Bar Oven, they said to Rav Barmasna, Hachi Amar Rabba, this is what Rabba said, my Asur and Asur in the Zarim. What does it mean that you're not allowed to eat them? It means that non-Kohanim are not allowed to eat them. Meaning, so you had these um, saplings, they were Truma Tameya, you put them in the ground, they're no longer Tame. So if you're a Kohen, you can now eat them because they're just Truma, but a non-Kohen would be unable to eat them because they're still Truma. Umay Kamash Malon, but then, Rabba Barmasna says, but then what's the Chiddush? Kidule Truma Truma? What is the Chiddush to say that when you plant truma, that what grows from it is going to be considered truma? Tanina, you already know that from a Mishnah. Gedule truma truma. Boom. You have a Mishnah that says that if you plant truma, whatever grows from what you planted remains truma. So what's the Chiddush over here? gedule gedulin. If you can say yeah, but the Chiddush is gedule gedulin. That meaning, even if you have a plant. That, like let's say an onion or something that you put back in the ground and then apparently the, the, the onion will kind of stay intact but grow more kind of layers around it. And we're saying that even those layers would also be, right, those new layers would also be considered truma. And what's the Chiddush? That meaning even though you have something that doesn't decompose, we're saying that, meaning like you have an onion, and the onion will kind of stay intact, and now you have these new layers that grow on it, and we're saying that um, they will be considered truma tahora once you plant them. We also learn this in a Mishnah. That if you have tevel, right, so let's say you have a whole bunch of, of tevel, a whole bunch of food that is not um, tied, and then you plant them in the ground. So what grows from it, you can eat. You can eat in like an awry sort of fashion, right? So meaning, right, if you have a whole bunch of like grain and stuff, okay, and then you've harvested the grain and you put it in a pile and you smooth out the top of the pile, that's what's called mevruach. And at that point, it's it's considered tevel. You can't eat it. You have to take trumas and maestres. However, if you take some of it and you plant it in the ground and then it grows again, and then you like pluck some of them, but don't like go through the whole process of like, you know, putting them in a pile and harvesting them. So you can eat them in an, in an awry fashion, in a, in a, in a, um, sort of temporary fashion, and you wouldn't have to separate chumas and maestras. Bidavish is And that's talking about specifically something like, let's say, wheat, where when you plant it, so the, the seed completely like kind of breaks down and disintegrates. So in that case, you would be able to consider it like it kind of broke down, disintegrated, grew into something new, and now you can eat it without um, separating trumas and maestras. But something that it's that it's that that its seed doesn't disintegrate, like something like uh, an onion. So even that which you know grows 
on it. Even the new growth would be also ba'achila. You would not be allowed to eat. So we see that even the uh, new growth would kind of keep the, the status and would remain tevel. So here also, by the truma, if you um, have like an onion or something, it was truma tamea, and it, you kind of grow it, so it won't be tame anymore, but it will remain truma. Just like the tevel, the new growth remains tevel, so also the new growth on the truma will remain truma. So, what exactly is the chiddush that we're learning from Raba, right? So, so well, what's the chiddush in the Mishnah, and how does Raba address it, right? Meaning, so the Mishnah said that if you um, take some of this truma and you plant it, so then it is no longer tame. And we're saying, but still, only a coin can eat it. Like, what's the chiddush? That it remains truma? We already know it remains truma. And even if you're going to say that it's talking about the new growth remains truma, well, we already know that also from the fact that the new growth by tevel remains tevel, so the new growth by truma remains truma. So what exactly is the chiddush? So ishtiku. So Abai bar and Rab Chanani bar were quiet. Amrulei, so they said to Rav bar Masna, midishmiyalach beha, no, do you have an answer? Amalu, he said to them, Hachi Amr of Sheshesh, this is what Rav Sheshesh said, My Asurin, what does it mean Asurin? That when you take these Truma saplings and you replant them, so they lose their Tuma, but they're not allowed to be eaten. Asurin the Kohanim, it means that even the priests, even the Kohanim, are unable to eat this Truma anymore. Since well, meaning they were never able to eat the truma because it was truma tamei, but even by replanting it, they still can't eat it because it was ifsilu hesechadas. Because once already the, 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 these saplings became tamei, well, they figured, look, that's it, we're not going to eat it. And they kind of took their minds off of it. And once they took their minds off of it, that's it. It hits the point of no return. And even by planting it, they can no longer um, eat this truma. Well, this makes sense if you say that Hesachadas, that when you take your mind off of something, off of like Kodesh, so then it's a Psula Guf. It like, it, it, it inherently becomes no good. It becomes possible. Well, Shapir, then I get it. Right? Meaning, you had these saplings. They became Truma Tmeya. Meaning, they were Truma and they became Tmeya. And you took your mind off of them. Now, there's nothing you can do. They're inherently possible now. You can never eat them. Plant, plant them in the ground all you want and it will make no difference. But if you say that when you take your mind off of, of, of Kachim or Truma, so it's just like a Psul Tuma, meaning we have to be concerned that since you took your mind off of them, maybe something Tame touched them and made them Tame. Well, if that's the case, Michael and Maymar. Then what are you going to say? Meaning, if that's the case, if Rav Sheshis is saying that the problem with this, with these saplings that you replanted is that there was Hesachadas, that you took your mind off of eating them, and therefore, you, even the Kohanim can't eat them, even after replanting. But if it's only an issue of Hesach, if Hesachadas is only an issue of like Suffolk Tumah, well then by planting them in the ground, that should basically fix the Tumah problem. Why should the Kohanim be unable to eat them? The Itmar. As it was stated, Hesachadas, when it comes to taking your mind off of uh, Kachim, Rabbi Yochanan Amar Psul Tuma Have. Rabbi Yochanan says that it's a, it's like a Tame kind of Psul. I.e., we have to be concerned that maybe something Tame touched it while you were spacing out. 
Whereas Rish Lakish says, no, it's an inherent problem in this item that you took your mind off of, and there's nothing, right, and, 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 and it is inherently now possible. Rabbi Yochanan says that it's a psul of Tumah, meaning if Eliyahu Anovi now comes and says, oh, by the way, um, you know, this, this thing you took your mind off of and you weren't sure if something Tame touched it, if Eliyahu Anovi comes and says, guess what? No, nothing Tame touched it. Well, then it will be Tor. But Rabbi ben Lakish says that Hesach Hadas actually creates an inherent issue in, 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 in the Kodshin. That if Eliyahu Novi comes and says, no, by the way, this thing is Torah, it makes no difference. Because Hesach Hadas becomes an inherent, something inherently problematic in this thing that you took your mind off of, and there's no way of fixing it. And that being the case, even if you plant it in the ground and the Tumah goes away, it makes no difference, because since you took your mind off of the Trume, so then, um, then um, the Kohanim will be no, no longer able to eat it, even if they plant it in the ground. So now Rabbi Yochanan, who says that Hesach Hadas is a Psul Tumah, Asakasha and Rishlakish, who says that Hesach Hadas is a Psul Aguf. Rabbi Shmuel ben Osh Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka Omer, says Rabbi Shmuel ben Osh Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka, Lulkayin haya ben Kevesh lamezbeach, ben Mayrovo shul Kevesh, that there was a small hole dug in the ground, a small little pitala uh, dug in the ground, between the ramp of the Mizbeach and the Mizbeach itself on the western side of the Mizbeach. Okay, what was it for? That if you had if you have a, if you have a, 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 a bird offering, a bird sin offering, and it became possible, and the assumption now is how did it become possible? It became possible because you had Hesachadas, you took your mind off of it. So there was that little, if, so if you have these Chatasa'ofs, that you took your mind off of it, so you just push it, chuck it into this uh, little pit next to the mizbeach, uh, between the ramp and the mizbeach. And then when you throw it into the pit, the tzura, the, you basically throw it into the pit overnight, and then that, right, that's enough time for, for like it to kind of change a little bit, like its face to kind of change, but really the important thing is that overnight, it's going to be possible by lina, Right, if you have something that was off, you know, managed to stay off of the mizbeach all night, so then it will be puzzle, and um, then you would, then you would burn it, right? Biotz and the and then the next day you would burn it, right? So you have these. So if you have if you have these chatas that you took your mind off of, so there was hesachadas. So you would take the bird, chuck it into this like little pit next to the mizbeach, and then you would wait until the next morning and then burn it. So yomet b'shlama psul. So this makes sense if you say that Hesach Hadas is a psul of Tumah, Kilu, it's like a, a suffix Tameh, maybe it became Tameh or not, but it isn't inherently, it's not an inherent psul in the, uh, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the bird itself. So, Therefore, you can't just burn it immediately because there isn't anything inherently wrong with it. You're just not sure if maybe it became tummy because you spaced out. So that is why you have to chuck it into this little pit and, 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 and wait for it to become puzzle overnight. And then you burn it the next day because you can't burn it immediately because there isn't definitively anything wrong with it right now. That's why you have to wait overnight um, for it to kind of change forms a little bit. 
Because what if Eliyahu Navi comes and ends up uh, reporting that this bird was actually Tahor? So then, you know, there's no, you, so you can't, for that reason, you can't just burn it yet because you're not 100% sure that there's actually anything wrong with it. But Rishlakish, if it's like you say, that when you have Hesach Adas, it's mamish inherently problematic. It's a, it's a, and it's inherent, it's an inherent problem with the, with, with the, with the oaf, with the bird. Well, the Lomli Ibutsura, why can't I just burn it right away? Why do I have to throw it into this pit and wait overnight? If it's an inherent issue, let me just burn it right now. The Tanya is within the Brisa. Zeaklal, this is the, um, this is the, um, rule. Kosha Psula Begufo, you serve me at? That if the psul is begufo, it's pasha inherent in the in the in the in the in the in the in this case in the bird. You sorry for me yet? So you can burn it immediately. But if you have, for example, a corbin, a corbin where you have zrika sadam, and let's say the and let's say the blood spills out, so it wasn't necessarily anything inherently wrong with the corbin, except for the fact that somebody. Uh, made a mistake. Somebody and 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 the and the blood spilled on the floor. So what do you do in that case? Or let's say you have a korban pesach, and the person who was bringing the korban pesach after it was slaughtered, he um, he became tamish. Now there's nobody to eat it. So in these cases, there isn't anything inherently wrong with the korban, but at the same time, there's nothing to do with it. So to ubat surasan. So then um, you just you know let let them kind of. Uh, wait, wait overnight, not in the Mizbeach, we in the base HaSreifa, and the next day, you bring them to the base HaSreifa. So, no, if it's like what you're saying, Rish Lakish, that Hesach Adas is a Psul Aguf, is something inherently wrong with the Korban, well then why are you throwing this um, bird into this lul to wait overnight? Why can't, why don't you just burn it immediately? Omerle, so Rish Lakish answers, Haitana, Tana Devei, Rabba bar Avuahu Tamafilu Pigol Ton Ibutsura. Aha. So this author of the Bryce that says that when you have these khatasa oafs that Yadhesa Khadas about, you throw it into the lul. So that is the Tana Deve Rabba Baravua. That right that is the teacher who taught by Rabba Baravua that he says that even pigol, even like super intense issues of Korbanos like pigol, that is in a, a Psulha Guf. It is an inherent issue with the korban. Even that, you would um, tone ibrutzur. You'd have to wait until it kind of changes a bit overnight, and then you would uh, burn it the next day. So, therefore, meaning this Tana would say that even a psul aguf, such as pigol, and, and certainly also hesechadas, um, things that are in- inherently problematic, still you would not immediately burn them. Rather, you would um, kind of let them hang out overnight and then burn them the next day. Eisve, Rabbi Yochanan asked another kasha, An Rishlakish Nitma, Oshin Nifsal, Habasar, Oshiyatsachutz Leklaim. If you have a korban that, 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 that became tummy, or it became puzzle, doesn't exactly, we don't know how it became puzzle yet, although the assumption is going to be that it became puzzle with Hesachadas. Oshiyatsachutz Leklaim, or, 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 or the meat was taken outside of the Azara, right? If we're talking about Kodshay Kodshim, if we're talking about the uh, Korbanus that after Dafka be eaten in the Azara, and the meat was taken outside of the Azara. So in these cases, Rabbi Eliezer Omer Yizro. Rabbi Eliezer says that you're allowed to um, do Zrika Saddam nonetheless. Rabbi Yeshua Omer Lo Yizro. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, you cannot do Zrika Saddam. Umodu Rabbi Yeshua Shimzara Kurza, but Rabbi Yeshua nonetheless admits that if you did do Zrika Saddam, it'll be okay. Okay. My nifsal. 
Now what what does it mean that if it became possible? Is it not talking about Hesa Chadas? Right? I mean, we're, we're already talking about Shenitma. We also talk about we also mentioned Yatsa Chutzla Klaim. So what's Nifsa? I mean, we already said Tami, Tuma, we already said if it leaves the Azara, what, so what's Nifsal? So the assumption is that Nifsal is Hesachadas. And we're saying that, okay, you know, even Rabbi Yoshua would say that if you did um, Zrika Saddam, it would still work. Now, So I understand if we say that Hesachadas is just a Psul Tuma, well then I understand why both Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yoshua say, that you can nonetheless do Zrika Saddam because Hesachadas is only a psul of Tumah. And we know that the tzitz, the, the gold plate that the Kohen Golda wears, was Miratza and Tumah Sakadshim, would basically fix the problem of Tumah Sakadshim. And therefore, if you say that um, Hesachadas is only an issue of Suffolk Tumah, so then that is why you can nonetheless do the Zrika Saddam. But if you say that Hesachadas is Mamish, an inherent issue, well then, Amai Hurtza. Then why would then how come you're able to throw the dam of the mizbeach if you had esachadas? So then the the the, the korban would become inherently possible, and then the 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 the, the gold plate of on the coin gadol's forehead would not fix the fact that this animal is possible. So then why would you be able to throw the dam on the mizbeach? So my nifsal, what does it mean that it becomes possible? So answers of Abo, nifsal b'tvuyom. When it says possible, it actually does not. Min Hesachadas, says Rabbi Abou. Did I say Rabbi Abou? Rish Lakish. Says Rish Lakish. Rish Lakish, who says that, that, um, Hesachadas is a psula guf. He says, well, this is, isn't actually talking about Hesachadas at all. It's talking about if you have the meat that became, if the meat came in contact with the Tvul Yom. Tvul Yom is a Shani Latum. It'll be, it'll be Matame the meat. So, and in that case, we'll say that the Tzitz is Miratze and you can still do Zrika Saddam. Yach Yanu Tame. But if that's the case, Rishlakish, why does the Bryce need to say if it became Tomei or Shenifsal? If we're saying Nifsal means that it became Tomei from a Tvul Yom, so what's the difference between Tomei and Tomei from a Tvul Yom? So, Tregavne Tomei. So, Rishlakish says, man, it's not such a big deal. There are two different types of Tuma that the Bryce is talking about. Interesting. Okay, fine. I wouldn't have thought that way, but okay. So, the Bryce is mentioning that uh, if it became Tomei, I don't know, in some way, and then also it became Tameh from um, a Tvul Yom, or if it went outside of the curtains of the Azar, you would still be able to do Zrika Saddam. Quinter, you sure you shouldn't, but the yeah, if you did, it would work. Okay, fine. Now, getting back to our original statement, well, not original, but something that we said earlier, that Rav Sheshes, he says that when you replant the uh, Truma Tmeya, so even though the Tuma goes away, since you had Hesachadas, since you took your mind away from the Truma, therefore the coin cannot eat it. Okay. Now when Ravin came from, Eretz, uh, from Bavl to Eretz Yisrael, when he traveled from Bavl to Eretz Yisrael, so he was, he was uh, sitting with Rabbi Yirmiya, and he was teaching this um, sugya. He was, and he was saying what Rav Shesha said, that since the coin had Hesachadas, so he's not able to eat this truma tamea that was replanted. So Omar, so Rabbi responded to Ravin, listen to this, Pavloi Tipshoi, the foolish Babylonians, 
Mishum de Yasve Ba'aradach Shocha, because they sit in a dark land, Amrisun Shmaitsa de Mechashku, they say dark things. I.e., they don't know what they're talking about. They're a bunch of fools. Lo Shmilachu, no, didn't you people in Babylonia hear Hadrib Shim ben Lakish, Mishmed Rabbi Oshaya, that which Rish Lakish says in the name of Rabbi Oshaya, Me'achag, that the Nisa Chamayim on, uh, on Sukkis, that they would do water libations, the Simchas uh, Besa Shoeva, Shenitmu, so if you had taken this water already from the Me'ashiloach, and then they became Tame, okay, He Sheikhan, if you touched this water to a mikveh. So then, and then afterwards you were maktish the water to be used for the mizbeach. Tehorin. Well, then they would be permitted. But if you first were maktish this water to be for the mizbeach, and then afterwards you touched this water that was tameh to a mikveh, to purify them. Tameim, they remain tameh. Now, michdei, let's see, says Rabbi Yirmiya, zriya ninu, that when you take this tameh water and you touch it to mikveh, that's the equivalent of when you take this tameh truba and you replant it in the ground. So what's the difference if I would, um, you know, kind of read Juvenate this water before being makdish them. Well, what's the difference if I first was makdish the water, then afterwards I did this hashaka? Either way, you're taking this tummy waters and rejuvenating them. What's the difference if I was makdish them first or second? Before or after? Alma. Rather, what do we see? We see that, yeah, in theory, there really should be no difference. In theory, if I'm allowed to take this water that is Tameh, and I could touch them to a mikvah, and now the water becomes Tower, so it shouldn't make a difference if I did this before I was Maktish them, or if I was Maktish them first to be for the Mizbech, and then afterwards I touched them to the, to the mikvah. Makes no difference. If it purifies, it purifies. However, and listen to this, this is the important part, that Maile Aksu Behektesh, that they made a special status, a special treatment, for hekdish, that once something is already hekdish, once something has already been uh, particularly dedicated for the for use on the mizbeach, in this case, so then we treat them on a higher level, in, in a more, we have higher standards. And therefore, even though me'ikra then yes, when you touch this water to the mikveh, it will purify them. However, if um, one, if you were first makdish the water, and you already made, made them hekdish to be used on the mizbeach, at that point, we don't want you Ki'ilu, replanting them, rejuvenating them by making them taller by touching them to a mikvah. And here also, once already you have these, um, this truma, so we don't want you to, you know, we don't want you to just replant them in the ground and then be able to eat them. They're, they're on a special, you know, level. We give them special, uh, um, uh, treatment that, meaning because of their kedusha, we, 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 well, I, I'm having a hard time figuring out what to say. Like, not like a special status, but, but yeah, special stringencies. Special st- stringencies that, right, that you can't replant them and then eat them. So it says, um, Rabbi Yirmiya, that's what's going on with the truma. It's not because there was hesachadas and now you can't eat it. No, the issue is that because we have, because it's truma, we treat it with special strictness and you cannot just plant it in the ground and then, 
and then eat them. Yosef Ravdimi, if you come with Lala Shmaita, it's not Ravdimi. Everyone's going back and forth. Bavel Eretz Yisrael, right? First we had Ravin was coming from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. Ravdimi, of course, is one of the travelers who comes from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel. So now, so Yosef Ravdimi, so Ravdimi was sitting with Abai, Bekam Shmaita. And he was saying this teaching of, 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 uh, Rabbi, of, um, uh, that when it comes to the, to the, to this water for the Nisu Chamayim and Sukkis, if they became Tomei, and then, you know, it depends if you first put them in the mikveh, you know, touch them to the mikveh, and then you were maktish them, or first you were maktish them, and then touch them to the mikveh, that there's the nafkamina. Now, Yosef Ravdimi, Vikarmu la, 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 Shmaita. Omele Abai Ekdishim Bechlik Amar, Ava Bepet Loavud Rabbanan Maile. So Abai asked Ravdimi, he said, when we're talking about that he was makdish this this water for the the use on the mizbeach for sukkahs. Hegdisham bechlikamar. Are we talking about that he was makdish this water by putting them to kleisharis, put, putting them to into the vessels that are used for the service in the base of mikdash, and that's how he was makdish it. And that is why that once the water touches the kleisharis, we treat them with special stringencies, and we say that you could, if they're tummy, you can no longer purify them through through touching them to the mikvah. But if he was just makdish them verbally, maybe the rabbis didn't give them the, the special stringencies. Or perhaps, or maybe even if you were simply makdish these waters um, verbally, the chachamim would still make a maile, they would still give it the special stringencies, uh, and you would not be able to make them tower by simply touching them to a mikveh. Zolo Shamati. So Ravdimi responded and he said, I, I didn't hear anything about this in particular, about if the hekdish by the, by the, uh, um, may, uh, um, is verbal or, or by klisharis. Kayotze Bashamati, but I did hear something similar, Lemaise. Do Amra Biabo, Amra Biochnan, Anovim Shinitmu. Okay, if you have grapes that became Tame. Darkon, so if you, you um, like crush them, and then afterwards you were makdish them. After after you crush them, you were makdish them. Tehorim, they remain tahor. Hikdishan vachakach darkon tmein. But if you first were makdish them and then afterwards you crush them, well then they're tmein. So we see that there is special status happening, right? We're saying that it, right? So you had grapes. The grapes become tummy. We're going to get into detail a little bit about how these grapes became tummy in a minute. But, but you had grapes. The grapes became tummy. Then you crush the grapes. Now we're talking about the grape juice. So if you first crush them and then you makdish them, so then that's okay. The grape juice is acceptable. But if you first were makdish the grapes and then you crush them, well, then we treat the juice as being tummy. So, now, these grapes, you're being makdish them verbally. You're not putting them in any kind of clay sharis. You're just saying, I'm going to make these grapes hectish. And even so, we see that the Rabbanon are giving them the special stringencies that once you were makdish them, you can no longer use the juice if you, if you haven't yet crushed them. So, Amr of Yosef, 
that's not says of Yosef that's not actually a good proof because I could still argue actually that it would need to be Biklisharis. So then what's going on over here where we seem to be saying that even a verbal hectish changes their status? Um, Yosef, you're talking about grapes. What kind of hectish are we talking about? We're talking about truma. That when you have truma and you separate truma and you say this is going to be my truma, so when it comes to truma, so then kedusha sapeh is the equivalent of of kedusha in a klisharis in the base hamikdash. Avalhane, when it comes to nisachamayim debayi kli, which requires to be put in a klisharis bepet lo avod rabbanon maile, then the rabbanon would not make uh, the these special stringencies when it comes to. Um, if you would be matish this water from Nisuchamayim only verbally, right there it would have to be bekliv. When it comes to truma, so then uh, by truma you can just be matish and say you're going to be my truma, and then at that point we would have the special status that if if it was tame and then you crushed it, the um, the uh, juice would be tame. Um, but by Nisuchamayim you would have to need uh, klesharis. Okay, fine. Frak the Gemara, the Gemara Sakasha Darkan Vafilu Tuva. So, Rabbi Yochanan said, right? Rabbi Yochanan just said that if you have great, right? right? So he said that if you have these grapes that were tummy, so if you crush them first and then make them hekdish, so then whether it's truma or whatever it is, so then if you crush them first, then they're tar. But but if you first make them hekdish, then they're tummy. So now it sounds like you can just crush as much as you want. Would Rabbi Yochanan really say this? But didn't Rabbi Yochanan say, where did we see this? And Yesterday we saw this. If you have grapes that became tummy, you have to crush them with clusters of less than a beitza. Because if it was a beitza in Eggsworth, well then the tumor would be transferred from the skins to the juice. So why over there is Rabbi Yochanan concerned that the tumor would be transferred from the skins to the juice? Yet over here he's saying crush, you know, crush as much as you want. So Well, one way to answer is just to say that this is also talking about where it was less than a kibetza, meaning meaning you're crushing them in increments of less than a kibetza. And as long as you haven't yet been makdashit, that would be okay. But once already you're makdashit, don't even crush them like this because of myla. We we treat them on special stringencies. Vibai sema, or if one I will say, Hasum tinagulu berishin, davlu inu sheni yachad tinagul bisheni davlu shlishi. Exciting times. So, or you can answer that over there, where Rabbi Yochanan says you have to crush them in in, in batches of less than a beitza. Tinagulu berishon. It's talking about where the grapes touch the rishon latuma, and therefore they become a sheni latuma. I.e., the grapes, the outsides, the 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 the, the peels are mamish. Um, I don't know if I said pits before. I hope not, but I definitely meant the peels. I don't know. The peels, the outside, they're a sheni. Sheni the tumah is a real tumah. And therefore, if you have a kibetza of them, well then, when they touch the juice, they're going to transfer the tumah to the juice, and the juice will become a rishon, right? Midirabon, of course. Davlu inu sheni, which means that the grace will be a sheni. They'll make the, uh, they'll be matame, the, the um, juice. They'll become rishon midirabon. And hacha, but over here, very interesting. But over here, where Rabbi Yochanan 
is potentially saying that you can crush as much of the grapes as you want. It's talking about where the grapes touched a sheni latuma, which means that the grapes now became a shlishi latuma. Now, of course, shlishi latuma is only a problem in the context of truma. So now, we're talking about, so if, if we're talking about that we want to uh, make these chulin altiris truma, right? Uh, that, right, 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 that, uh, that, that, right, that we want to make sure, they want to treat them with the special status of, 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 of truma. So even when they're chulin, so then we say, look, Meikar Adin, if this Shani touched these grapes and made them a shlishi, so then, look, if you crush them now, before you um, make them into actual truma or a hektish, so then, look, we'll say, look, this these grapes, Meikar Adin, were not Tame. This juice is not going to be Tame, so, because it's only a shlishi and it's not yet Truma. So then we say, look, the juice is fine. But if they became, if they came in contact with this Shani, and now they become a, you know, a, a Shlishi, which by Hulin is not a problem, but for Truma it is. And then you're ma, then you say, look, I want these to be Truma. Well, then we're going to treat them on a special status and say, look, if we want to treat them as Truma, so then we're going to treat them as if they're a shlishi, and if they're a shlishi, they're tame for truma, and then they're going to be matame the mashkin, and, uh, and, and, and therefore it's going to be a problem. So if he, um, so, so, so these grapes that are shlishi, if he juices them before he makes them into truma, so then beseda we could say, look, at the end of the day, it wasn't yet truma, it's not a shlishi, and the, and the juice is fine. But if he was first make them truma, well then we're going to say, look, we want to give it special status, and we're going to say that, you know, that these grapes are tame, and all the juice that's inside of it is tame, and then it's going to be a uh, problem. So that was Daf Lamid Dalid of Masechta Psachim. A little bit of a, you know, um, complex Daf. Some of the sugas that came up, eating truma that was replanted, okay? So Rabbi said, look, if you have truma that was, truma tmei that was replanted, so Kohanim will be allowed to eat it now because it's no longer tame. Rav Shesha says, that actually the Kohanim are unable to eat it because they had Hesach Hadas. And since they took their mind off of it, they can, they can no longer eat that truma, even though it was replanted. Rabbi Yirmiya says that no, it has nothing to do with Hesach Hadas. It's because we, that we make special stringencies when it comes to Kodesh, when it comes to truma, and therefore, um, Truma Tmeya, even if you plant it in the ground, you're not, you're still not going to be able to eat it. We then got into Machlogs between Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish about Hesachadas. How do you treat Hesachadas? What is Hesachadas? When you take your mind off of like, let's say, Truma or off of, uh, or off of, uh, Kajim, what, what's the issue? So Rabbi Yochanan says, look, the issue is that, you know, if you're taking your mind off of it, if you're spacing out, then there's a chance that maybe it became Tame. And if maybe it became Tame, so then we don't want you to, um, so, so that's why we'll consider it to be possible. Whereas Rish Lakish says, no, it's an inherent issue. Uh, with, 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 let's say, the Corbin, right? That if you have, take your mind off of it, then the Corbin itself becomes possible. And here also by the Truma, the Truma itself becomes possible, at least according to Evsheshis, and that's why you'd be unable to, um, eat it. Alright. Very nice. Well, that was, um, Daflamadalit. Peace.